Twelve minutes past eight then, and uh, in the wake of last week's Poang earthquake, experts have detected signs of soil liquefaction in about 100 locations within a five-kilometre range of the epicentre. It could be the first known instance in this country and certainly warrants further investigation. Let's discuss further with Professor Kim Young-sok from the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences at Pukyong National University. And good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. This liquefaction phenomenon, do major earthquakes always accompany that? It's not always, but it's uh, usually the, the big earthquake is related with the big earthquake. So it's very sad. There are several you know, conditions in geology general soil liquefaction level to the process by which water-saturated and consolidated sediments are transformed into a substance acting like a liquid. So it is often observed as sand balls and also called sand blows or sand volcano at the ground surface. Uh, this kind of uh, phenomenon is reported in and within the, this earthquake in Poan. The other common observation, observation is land instability. It's clicking and the movement of the ground down slope or towards unspotted margins of rivers, streams, or uh, the coast. This is also some of the phenomena is reported in, during the earthquake. So liquefied surface lose strength and causing buildings or other objects on the surface to sink or fall ever. That could you know, uh, make some dangerous uh, you know, situations. The three important factors to generate liquefaction are unconsolidated sediment and the shallow cloud water level and earthquake waves. So certainly... It speaks volumes of the the strength of the earthquake in Poang that we're talking about this issue. Um, Wikipedia, for what it's worth, describes soil liquefaction as a phenomenon whereby a saturated or partially saturated soil substantially loses strength and stiffness in response to stress, like an earthquake, or usually an earthquake, and it causes it to behave like a liquid. But... We didn't hear about this in Gyeongju last year. D- does it mean that Poang has been more susceptible? Uh, yeah, I think it may partly contribute to the liquefaction in Poang area. I mean, the, the basement run. But however, I think the more important factors are not the basement run, but the local condition of the foundation with the soft sediment and the shallow groundwater level and the relatively strong S-wave of the Poang earthquake. This means not the, it, not the old, the Poang area is not liquefied. Some local, you know, parts are liquefied, okay? So, so where is liquefaction most likely to occur? Uh, the area composed of unconsolidated sediments such as delta, river bank, actually, uh, lake sediment and uh, reclaimed landfill, etc. A kind of areas uh, relatively weak to, you know, liquefaction. But a, a worry for us here in Seoul might be that, according to the National Disaster Management Research Institute, half of Gangnam falls into the category of liquefaction risk. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, we evaluate it uh, based on the factor called liquefaction potential in- index, is LPI, called, 
And it depends on the uh, first uh, thickness of the liquefied layer, uh, second, the proximity of the liquefied layer to the surface, and the third is the liquefaction resistance to the load imposed by the earthquake. And uh, the Ganga area is uh, mainly composed of that thick, soft sediment and weak, then uh, as compared with the Gangbu, with a more rock, you know, mountain. So, so it's uh, actually the Gangna was originally the uh, agricultural field, so it's relatively weak compared with the Gangbu area. Right, indeed. If you go back to before the. Uh the 1988 Olympics here in Seoul, yes. a very different landscape around yes. Gangnam. But we can also look at other areas that have been built on reclaimed land, um, part of the Hyundai coastal areas of Busan, uh, up uh, near Seoul, Songdo. We've got Chongna, we've got Semangun. This is not something that's just localized to a few pockets. It seems to be quite widespread as a risk factor. Yes. Yes, I think so. It is also very uh, vulnerable area because that kind of area has uh, have a shallow water level and the thick soft sediment, so it's uh, you know relatively weak. You know this area. And Japan notably suffered massive damage due to soil liquefaction after the Kobe earthquake in 1995. That was a 7.5 magnitude earthquake. Um, how worried should we be in Korea about soil liquefaction? How dangerous is it? Uh, yes, liquefaction are commonly accompanied by most of the beaver cases, such as Niigata, Toku, Christchurch, Jiangshan, and the Mexico City earthquakes. Almost all cases, uh, you know, happen. So in, it depends on the foundation. So where you are living and the earthquake magnitude. So one of the dangerous points of liquefaction is the effect can reach it, uh, reach it too far away from the epicenter. So uh, research reported that when we consider an earthquake event of magnitude 6.5 uh, in, in around the, the, the Yangshan area, around the area, the southern part of Korea, but we uh, could have liquefaction even in Seoul if the LPI, as I already explained, is high enough. Yes. Well, we've had a lot of concern in recent years about sinkholes, and uh, it seems to be um, another factor here uh, in terms of being concerned for our infrastructure. And do do we have to be particularly concerned about nuclear reactors, for example? It's this question that keeps coming up around earthquakes, and if, if we're really truly prepared for that. Uh, yeah, of course, we should prepare it that, that, uh, well, but however, I think uh, that it is not necessary to worry about much, uh, worry about the nuclear reactors related with the liquefaction, uh, because why? Uh, the sites for nuclear facility are very strictly regulated and investigated. So if there is any soil, soft soil or weather drop, they have to be removed and uh, Replace all with the reinforce the concrete. So it's the the foundation is, uh, is uh, absolutely different from other general, you know, building. Right. So hopefully that will offer some peace of mind there, Professor Kim. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye. Pleasure to have you on the line, Professor Kim Young Sok from the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences at Pukyong National University. And uh, in a few minutes, we'll rejoin our reporter out at one of the Sunung test sites. It's a huge day 
even if, as we heard earlier in the show, we need to reconsider our whole education system if we want the best for our young people, that's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen in the next few minutes uh, in the last 10 minutes students had to be in the test sites and at 8:40, the sunung exam will get underway we wish them of course all the best but if you are concerned for your loved one maybe you'd like to share a message maybe you'd like to share a message of support for others in a similar position pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message